Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It is Friday. November 3rd, 2023. This week, a potential mass murderer has second thoughts. A New Jersey attorney may be the most prolific rapist in American history. And Delphi descends into madness. All this and more. Stay tuned. Yes. Super excited. We are all pumped to have James Renner. James Renner. James Renner has zeroed in. James Renner is once again... Drops a bombshell. Investigative James journalist Renner. reporter James Renner, who's been James on the podcast Renner. a long time. Local writer, James Renner. Renner. All right, welcome back to True Crime This Week with me, James Renner. There's the garbage bell. <laughs> Uh, hopefully not, though. Hey, uh, as always, I want to thank Walter for manning the camera. Walter's just back from Leavenworth, where he uh, was in for a while for a crime he did not commit. I promise you he did not commit. Uh, let's jump over to the top stories. There's lots to talk about this week. Let's jump right in. Now, this top story uh, makes me think of, well, something that's been on my mind for a while. You know, after each of these mass shootings that we have, these school shootings, these spree killings in uh, concert venues and, and uh, malls and places like that across the United States, I always wonder when we're going to run into somebody that has a crisis of conscience. Uh, at, you know, maybe even after the first shooting, realizing what they've gotten themselves into, and then showing some humanity and, and, and just stopping, turning themselves in, things like that. I've been waiting for this to happen, and I think it finally did. On Saturday this past week, the body of 20-year-old Diego Barajas Medina was found dead in a woman's bathroom at Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park, which is near Denver, Colorado. He was found by maintenance crew before the park opened, according to the New York Post. Now, Medina had died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He was wearing body armor and dressed like a police SWAT team member. He was armed with an AR-15 style rifle, the weapon of choice for mass murderers in the US. Scrawled on the, on the wall of the bathroom by his body were the words, quote, I am not a killer, end quote. Garfield County Sheriff Lou Valerio said, quote, given the preparation, given the amount of weapons and ordnance he had, he had it al almost seemed very highly likely he intended to use those against the community, and he chose not to, 
end quote. They also found bombs in his vehicle, which was parked nearby. This amusement park, by the way, would have been very crowded that day. And because of the location, it would have been very difficult to transport the victims to a hospital. There could have been mass casualties here. Strangely, when they searched Diego's room, police found no evidence of bomb-making material. Make of that what you will. The guns they found on him were so-called ghost guns, which can be, those are the type that can be made by like 3D printers or hand uh, crafted at home. They don't have any serial numbers, no way to track them. By all accounts, it seems Medina decided to kill himself rather than dozens of innocent people. Until you pull that trigger, it's never too late to do the right thing. Uh, so in a way, this is, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it makes me a little optimistic that at least some of these people do have a conscience and are, uh, you know, maybe the good side wins out in the end like it did here. A New, Jersey, a New Jersey lawyer has been indicted on several counts of rape related to nine unsolved attacks that occurred in Boston decades ago, according to ABC News. It's a very odd, interesting, developing case. 35-year-old Matthew Nilo was charged this week with multiple rapes that took place between January 2007 and July 2008 when he was about 19, 20 years old. One of those women was actually attacked twice within 11 days. These aren't the only charges he's facing. Nilo was actually arrested last month for four other sexual assaults that took place in Charleston between August of 2007 and December of 2008. All four of those cases were linked by DNA. They knew they had a common suspect there, and then genetic genealogy led police to Nilo. Um, he also matches the composite sketch of the rapist that was circulating at that time. Nilo was released after posting the half a million dollar bond at that time, but his bail will be reconsidered in light of these new charges. Likely he's, he's, uh, he's not going to get out on bond again. Um, there are reports that police in Madison, Wisconsin are also looking to see if Nilo could be connected to unsolved rapes there which occurred when he was a student at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Now, if he's found guilty on all these charges, and there's more out of Wisconsin, Nyla would be one of the most prolific serial rapists in United States history. It's odd when you find these people having, uh, you know, high-profile jobs, uh, especially, you know, the so-called high-class jobs like like a lawyer, you don't. Ex these aren't the type of people you expect, but um, you know it's it's always surprising every week. Our final top story before we get to the break, and then cold case updates and pop culture and all the uh, more more interesting little stories. Um, a newspaper publisher and a reporter were recently arrested in Escambia County, Alabama, after they published details of a grand jury proceeding according to the Washington Post. This is very alarming. There's this developing trend in America where these smaller jurisdictions in rural counties all over the U.S. are abusing their power and arresting reporters. This is only the latest. Here's the story. Publisher Sherry Digman and reporter Don Fletcher were charged with revealing grand jury proceedings, which is a felony publish, uh, punishable 
by up to five years in prison. Now, Digman runs the Atmore News, which is a small newspaper in the region. Fletcher wrote the story in question, which revealed that the local district attorney was investigating how the Escambia County Board of Education had used COVID relief money to pay several employees. Revealing grand jury proceedings is illegal, but it's not illegal to publish those details once they are leaked to reporters, and this appears to be a personal attack. The local DA who ordered the arrest, which is a guy named Stephen Billy, was publicly supporting the school's superintendent. Meanwhile, Digman, the paper's publisher, also serves on the school board, and she voted against reviewing the superintendent's contract. Also arrested was a woman named Veronica Four, whom prosecutors believe was the one who leaked the info to the newspaper. She serves as the school system's bookkeeper. Now listen to this quote from the prosecutor after the arrests. Billy said, disclosure of grand jury proceedings are, quote, not allowed. All three of them, including that girl, were all charged with the same thing, end quote. Sounds like a good old boy, right? This is a uh, hick town department with a power-hungry DA, and people should be following this case. The economy is squeezing little local papers like this, and the local government whom they cover know they can ease, they know that the newspapers can't easily afford lawyers to defend themselves in court, so it's open season on journalists. Uh, however, journalists in this country serve a very important role, which this case illustrates. Uh, they're known as the fourth estate, and what journalists, good journalists, are supposed to do is keep the other powers in check. Uh, and that means reviewing details of these uh, shady monetary dealings and the connections with the DA. This is what they're supposed to do. Um, if we get rid of that, we get rid of free press in this country. It also scares me personally, too. I'm going to tell you a little story here. I used grand jury proceedings in a story that I wrote. This was probably 15 years ago. And what I found in those grand jury proceedings was very important. Uh, it was at the time I was reviewing the case of the serial killer Robert Buell, who uh, was actually sentenced to death and died in 2002 for murdering Krista uh, Harrison way back in the early 80s. And he was supposedly connected to the abductions and murders of three young girls. It's a longer story. It's in my book, Serial Killer's Apprentice. In fact, it is the title story and where I got that, that, that title. But um, <laughs> I was reviewing documents at the county courthouse, and they gave me this microfilm to review in one of their old machines. And the record keeper didn't know what was on it. So she didn't know that she was handing me grand jury proceedings. And I realized quickly what I was looking at, so I'm, I'm printing as fast as I can before they figure out that I have access to this. In those grand jury proceedings, uh, they, there is a grand jury interview with Buell's so-called nephew. Uh, I won't name him here, but he's named in, in other places. And he is on the stand and says, hey, look, this wasn't just Buell's idea. It was my idea, too. I was involved in what was going on. We were looking for girls to, and women to kidnap. And uh, so he's implicating himself, and the prosecutor keeps interjecting and says, no, no, not interested in that. Just tell me about Buell. And later it comes out that some of 
the witnesses in these cases saw not just Buell but another man. And there's some circumstantial evidence that may connect this other person to some of these uh, murders, and especially the depositing of, of Krista's body because Buell had an alibi at that time. So it becomes very important in this case. We wouldn't know that without the grand jury. The prosecutor was keeping it a secret. So um, journalists do this for a reason. And to put them in prison for just doing their job is, is uh, uh, it's insane. So follow this case. I imagine the charges will be dropped soon once everybody calms down, but uh, it is scary. So. Uh, hey, we're going to take a break now. I'll be back in two and two with some cold case updates. We've got to talk about the mess in Delphi. Lots happened this last week. Stay tuned. Please hang up and try again. And we're back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. With Street Hawk starring Joe Regal Budo. Hey, uh... Got to talk about Delphi, the murder case against Richard Allen for the 2017 murders of Abby Williams and Libby German descended into outright chaos this week in Delphi, Indiana, thanks to the alarming actions of attorneys for Richard Allen. That would be Bradley Rossi and Andrew Baldwin. Rossi and Baldwin have been an issue for months, and by all accounts, their strategy is to uh, get Allen off the hook is to muddy the waters and try the case in the court of public opinion rather than the courthouse. These were the clowns, you may remember, who have been pushing the theory that the two girls were killed by a secret cult of Odin worshippers. 
It's a ridiculous idea that only exists in TV shows and movies. No child has ever been ritually sacrificed by an organized satanic cult in U.S. history. It just doesn't happen because they do not exist. The attorneys are smart enough to know this, of course. So anyway, this week, first came the release of hundreds of pages of emails and information related to how a man known to the defense team was able to take photographs of crime scene photos from inside the attorney's offices and link them, uh, leak them to online trolls. Those pictures eventually found their way to Anya Kane and Kevin Greenlee, who you may know as the hosts of the Murder Sheet podcast. As soon as they received the photos, Anya and Kevin did the right thing and contacted authorities, which led to all this. This is where things get very petty, though, because amidst that filing is an email from Judge Gall, who wrote, quote, Local content creators are not journalists and have no right to claim any type of privilege, end quote. Now, Judge Gall is certainly smart enough to know that that's bullshit. Anya and Kevin are journalists, and their work on this podcast is very likely the reason we're even having this trial at this time. But she threatened to arrest them, according to Fox 59. What the judge and attorneys want when they say journalists are actually not journalists, but just what they're looking for are papers that just republish their press releases and do no real journalism at all. So, fuck that. What makes everything more complicated is that the person who leaked the photos has since died by suicide. And that wasn't the end of it this week. See, Rozzy and Baldwin withdrew from the case last week and then had set second thoughts. Now they're attempting to continue representing Allen as pro bono uh, independent lawyers, and they filed motions to have Judge Gall removed. All this led the court to push Allen's trial date to late next year, late 2024, so they have time to sort out this mess. The local DA, by the way, believes Rozzy and Baldwin should still be removed from the case, citing gross negligence for not protecting the crime scene photos, for allowing them to be leaked, as well as perpetrating the stupid cult theory and lying in court motions. What a complete mess. Now, if I were to predict, I believe we'll see new attorneys for Allen as well as a new judge for the case before the trial starts next year. We'll see how that goes. The Australian woman who served beef wellington and poisonous mushrooms to her in-laws last summer has now been charged with multiple counts of murder, according to the BBC. I talked about this a couple months ago. Weird case. Erin Patterson was estranged from her husband at the time, and she invited her in-laws over to discuss things over lunch last July. Gail and Don Patterson, both 70 years old, attended the lunch along with Gail's sister, 66-year-old Heather Wilkinson and her husband Ian. After eating the meal, all four fell ill and were rushed to the hospital. Everyone but Ian died. Uh, Patterson was also uh, charged with attempted murder for trying to kill her husband in a similar way a short time before this. She claims she bought the poisonous mushrooms from a local Asian grocery store, but police and prosecutors are calling shenanigans. A 41-year-old Halloween cold case murder may have been solved this week on Halloween. On October 31, 1982, 24-year-old Clifford Smith disappeared, according to NBC News. 
He was reported missing by his wife four days later. Then animal trappers found his body near the White River north of Seymour, Indiana. He had died from a shotgun blast to the head. Police recently reopened the case and learned that Smith was last seen getting into a vehicle with a man named Ronald Anderson. And when they'd left, Anderson was armed with a shotgun. Anderson is now 61 years old. Police arrested him on Tuesday. They also alleged that Anderson returned to the crime scene to hide potential evidence, all of which suggests someone's talking after all these years. So good for them. For the second week in a row, news came out about an airline pilot who went crazy during a flight. According to CBS News, co-pilot Jonathan Dunn was indicted earlier in October after he threatened to murder a Delta Airlines pilot who, was flying, who he was flying the plane with. After that, pilot recommended that they land at a different airport when a passenger fell ill. He was going to divert the flight, and Dunn wasn't having it for whatever reason. He really needed to get home, maybe. Um, Dunn had a handgun on him at the time, because after 9-11, they allow pilots, some pilots, to be armed, which, I don't know. I don't, is it going to help them in that situation, or any situation, or just makes them a, a potential, um, uh, you know, a, a potential criminal as well in cases like this? Does it just give them a means to, to, to murder if they need to? Um, anyways, he had a handgun, told the pilot that he would shoot him if he altered the flight at all. Dunn was he. This is a little background on Dunn himself that kind of colors this a little bit. I think he unsuccessfully sued the Air Force last year after he was punished for refusing to take the COVID vaccine. So another MAGA with a gun here. Uh, Dunn has been charged with interference with a flight crew. He's expected to be arraigned November 16th. Let's go over to some weird news, kind of tragically weird news. 51-year-old Stephen Riley got some really good news earlier this year. He was about to get a $30 million inheritance but he never got a chance to spend a single penny. Why? Because he died before he received any of the money, and police say his girlfriend killed him. North Dakota police charged 47-year-old Ina Knoyer with murder on Monday after they discovered evidence suggesting Ina mixed antifreeze into some sweet tea she served to Stephen before he got sick and died in September, according to the Daily Beast. Apparently, Ina thought that since she was Stephen's common-law wife, the money would go to her after his death. But police had to break some bad news to her. North Dakota does not recognize common-law marriage. So it was all for nothing. Stephen's friend said that he was planning on taking the money and leaving her. She also told other people that she was thinking of poisoning him with antifreeze. So you know, not the brightest bulb in the pack, this one. As the notorious B.I.G. once said, mo money, mo problems. Over to pop culture. Lost Women of Highway 20 premieres on Sunday on ID. This is a new documentary series. I believe it's a three-parter. Here's the write-up. Rashonda Pickle was 13 when she vanished from her home in Sweet Home, Oregon in 1990. Her disappearance rocked the quiet, picturesque community and it led to the discovery of a series of missing young girls and women who vanished, were sexually assaulted, or murdered between the late 1970s and the early 1990s along a stretch of U.S. Highway 20. 
what happened to the women, including Kay Turner, Turner, Pickle, Melissa Sanders, and Sheila Swanson, and survivor Marlene Gabrielson, along with the suspect who was hiding in plain sight, is the subject of this three-part docuseries, Lost Women of Highway 20. That premieres on Sunday at 9 o'clock on ID, so check it out. Now for the book this week. This is, this is fun. It's another, it's another Renner writing true crime. Not related, just equally fabulous. The book is called Gator County. Uh, you're going to want to pre-order it. It doesn't come out until November 15th, so it comes out in a couple weeks here, but pre-order. Pre-orders help uh, get the books on those bestseller lists, so do Rebecca a favor. Here's the write-up. David Grand meets Susan Orlean in this page-turning true story of an underground operation into the mysterious world of alligator poaching and its larger-than-life Floridian characters. To catch a Florida man, you must, ha you must first become one, and that's what Officer Jeff Babalta did. As his ponytailed, whiskey-soaked alter ego, he established Sunshine Alligator Farm. His goal? Infiltrate the shady wor world... I'm sorry. <laughs> infiltrate the shady world of illegal poachers in the Florida Everglades in order to protect the natural world. A head-spinning adventure soon unfolds. Jeff deals with glow-in-the-dark alligators and high-speed airboat rides and quickly learns that not all poachers are villains. They're simply people trying to survive, fighting against the poverty and greed holding them down. Jeff wants to solve the mystery of alligator poachers, and in doing so, he must venture deeper into a strange ecosystem where right is wrong and justice comes at the cost of those who've welcomed him into their world. Gator Country is the twisting true story of the impossible choices individuals must take to stay afloat in this world. Through its wholly unique blend of reporting, nature writing, and personal narrative, this book transports readers to vibrant and dangerous Florida landscapes and offers intimate portraits of those who call the region home. Broad in scope and vivid in detail, Gator Country is a fast-paced tale of the risks people will take to survive in one of the world's most beautiful yet formidable landscapes in the undercover investigation that threatens to topple the whole scheme. Very cool. Different sort of true crime book. Check it out. And that's, that's the news for this week. It is the weekend. Go out and celebrate. Take down your Halloween uh, decorations. Put up your Christmas decorations. It's that time already, I'm sure. And in the words of the incomparable Murray Saul, the godfather of Cleveland radio, that means we gotta, gotta, gotta. Gotta, 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 gotta. Gotta, gotta, gotta. Get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a fearful symmetry production. Photo and artwork are licensed through Shutterstock. If you like the cut of my jib, I have another podcast you might enjoy called The Philosophy of Crime, in which I attempt to solve the big questions behind our true crime obsession by looking to philosophy for answers. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Sit, Brownie, sit. Good dog. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.